Can anyone catch them, do you think? Uh, yes, of course. As unbelievable as it sounds, this is another Arsenal podcast that is the Away Gunners podcast. We bring news and reaction from Arsenal fans from all over the world. On this episode of the Away Gunners podcast, me, Arun, Bob and Ellen get together to do a report card for our manager, Mikhail Arteta. We discuss in detail about his man manager himself, his strategy, his on-the-pitch structure and his coaching. We also discuss about the future of Arsenal with Mikhail Arteta. Do check out. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Away Gunners podcast. We've got Arun, Ellen and Bob back with us. Hi guys. Hello. Hi. So this is this, this episode, right? Uh, I've been putting this away for quite some time from not discussing this because I know that this is a controversial topic to talk, especially when we are going to talk about Arteta and the manager that he has been. <laughs> I know that... Uh, depending on the season and depending on other things, we have our opinions in like either one side or the other. So let's, let's break that down. Let's uh, talk about what or how it has been under Ateta, right? So that's the idea of this episode. So let, let me put it this way, right? Um, do you think it's time to actually review him right now? Like, is this early or is this like enough time to, you know, do a review on Arteta. Arun, I'll start uh, with you. Yeah, of course, we have to review Arteta. It's uh, end of the season. I mean, like we've done reviews on the players. So it's only natural that we have to do a review on the manager as well as, well as the board. Uh, but I wouldn't like really compare his uh, first season stats with the other managers in the league or like other big managers who went on to become greats. And that was, no, I wouldn't do that. Circumstances are different. But yeah. Review is definitely needed. I mean, he seems to be the most wanted, um, most hated person right now amongst the Arsenal fan base. And the majority seem to want him out. So, yeah, review is definitely needed. Ellen, what about you? You have, you have a strong opinion on this. Definitely. Like, see, uh, I, if I'm right, like, Ine Emery was for one and a half years. We wanted uh, Ine Emery to go. Like, we reviewed him. Arteta has also completed one and a half years with Arsenal. So, Having the same yardstick should be the correct way. But I want to give a disclaimer before we go into conversation. I don't want Unai Emery as an Arsenal coach. And I'm not saying Arteta is a bad coach. Okay. Just an, uh, okay. <laughs> okay, so looks like he's just going to keep comparing. <laughs> that, when someone gives a disclaimer, it means that they are going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> well, I am accepting that. Like, but I have to openly say that. <laughs> okay. Bob, what about you? Because for me, right, of all the discussions that we have had, uh, this is a very different one because in comparing him with Unai Emery or any other coach for that matter is, is unfair because he's a first-time coach. He's a first-time manager. He has not worked in any other thing to have that experience. We are negating that. and So that's why the question of should we review him? 
came into it. Of course, we should. See, I think um, like what Arun and Ellen said, you know, I mean, he's had a uh, year and a half um, um, into the club and then he's been trying to do something uh, for this time now. So he has to de definitely be reviewed. Um, I mean, what sort of a review that we can do against the rookie manager who is just starting his manager career against other people in the league as well as other managers in the past is actually a different question. But then um, in terms of how or what he has been trying to do all this time has to be definitely looked at and then see what are the areas that he can look at as a potential improvement um, in the season to come. Mm, interesting. So all of us are agreeing that we got to review the manager. So let's put like some criteria on it. Get get the report card out. Get it signed by, <laughs> yeah, yeah. by Arteta's papa. Yeah, exactly. So let's put like categories on it. So I want to see different sides of it because he's a manager. He's not just the coach. Like Unai Emery was a first team coach. He was never a manager. So there is more to what Arteta does at the club level, right? So let's put it in this way. I'll put some categories in and let's go one by one on the categories, right? Let's uh, let's see the. Uh, manager side of him. Let's see the man management side of him. Let's see the transfer side of him and the coaching on pitch side of him. Right. So let's let's go for those four categories, or is it five? My math's so bad. Uh, so let's start with like let's start with the manager side of it. As in like he has become the manager of Arsenal Football Club. He is no longer a head coach. He is a manager, and that decision was taken really at a time when Arsenal had a lot of trouble. Like we let go of the actual structure that we put in place. We let go of the uh, 51 redundancies. We are going through a pandemic. At this time, they made the choice to make him the manager, right? You, so you forgot Ganesares. <laughs> Ganesares is yeah, it's a loss, but it's not a it's not a structural loss from the Arsenal point of view, right? So uh, Bob, let's let's put it this way, right? We have started this kind of a we we when Wenger moved out. We started a new structure of football where we said like we are going to have like these kind of people who are going to take care of the footballing side of or the management side of things and then we'll have a head coach and then once Unai Emery didn't work out we let go of that structure and we made Arteta a rookie manager a manager who's taking care of more things at the club so one year hence what do you see in that side of things See, I think um, when when um, Arsenal moved away from the Wenger side of things um, in 2019, um, even at the time when uh, Unai Emery was appointed in, there was not a lot of powers which was actually given to him. In fact, more was actually taken away from the previous manager who had actually held it itself. Um, so in that regard, Unai Emery didn't have much in terms of the final say on transfers and who he needs to bring, who he needs to play and all those sort of things. It was more the top hierarchy of Raul um, and Sven uh, Mislintat and then back at the time Edu wasn't much around so it was then Vinay Venkatesham um, looking after all these things. But then once he left, they actually they actually cut down a couple of more uh, from that structure and they made it more leaner with Edu taking the center stage in terms of the transfer decisions and all those sort of things. It's just inputs coming in from Arteta. So on that regard, they have held the management, the management, the higher management has actually taken more powers in their hand, both with um, Emery and even more with Arteta. Arteta has a say on some of these players and transfers, but the final um, 
approval or the final uh, nod would be coming in from the top, not being decided by Arteta. So in that side of things, it's not Arteta who's having much to say. I mean, and it doesn't really matter if you are a head coach or a manager by the title, you know, because eventually what you do is almost the same, in my opinion. Okay, okay. Uh, but do, but Ellen, I'll, I'll bring this to you because you are a bigger uh, naysayer for Arteta. I mean, you put the disclaimer there, but still, <laughs> <laughs> but still, so... I, uh, do you think he has done something better? Like, do you think being a manager, manager side of things, like, for example, right, there was a big problem in the club, right? There was a big problem. Even there is a big problem, but there was a bigger problem when he became the manager, right? From where, from, from the decision, let's say, from the decision of, like, players taking a pay cut. He was the one who was conveying it to the players, right? That much was what was what is being expected out of him so what do you see as a manager has as do you see him grow in that manager role for the last one year everybody will be growing like say uh, at the end of the year like after one year but like whether he has grown to the level we wanted or like whether he has grown to the level to manage this club my answer will be no but again it's not his problem, like being like a first-time coach, right? He has its own problem. And along with that, you are giving all these other uh, things, means like he will not get time to learn much. And I think Arsenal has uh, learned that also, and that is why they've brought in Richard to help him out uh, this season. So it's not, a. am not blaming Arteta for this, because this is something like, uh, it was given as an additional responsibility to him. And when we uh, hired him, right, this was not his responsibility. So I won't blame him much, but like whether he has grown to that level, my answer will be no. No, what is the level that you were aspiring to, right? Because the thing is, for me... See, when you're uh, saying that, like, uh, he's going to manage the entire transfers or everything. See, there was a period where he was above Edu. And Edu and Arteta were the only players available at the club at that time. And uh, in that time, right, like, when you're putting him, right, see, you'll put a person like that only if he has some, showing some capability or you're expecting something from that. And, like, uh, he's not good at that. See, and again, we cannot blame him at all for that. Uh, the reason being that, see, that's even if you put me now right into something new, I will not uh, know anything about that. He was like forcefully put there. It was not something like uh, he had interest or kind of thing. Like uh, he was forcefully put and was asked to take every blame. Like whatever, like you said, right? The pay cut was something like nobody was ready to do. Like they did it only for Arteta. Yeah, the that is a were, must. Like, say, yeah, go ahead, Bob. Isn't that a positive? Uh, I have a counter question for um, Ellen on this. So, when you consider a similar circumstance to what happened at Juventus uh, this time or last season, so they appointed a rookie coach who, too, like similar to Arteta, had a very stellar playing career. And then Wait, it was Arteta had a stellar playing career. <laughs> Bob, you're becoming yeah, like you, you're, you're becoming yeah, like Arsenal social media now. Seriously. <laughs> Who had a better um, playing career than uh, Stella had though? I'll give you that. Stella had. I'll give um, you. That. Yeah. Okay. God, I, I correct myself from that. So, um, but my question is um, basically uh, when you are comparing to a person who actually took up the reins at Juventus, a team which has been winning the Scudetto for the last nine years and a team which had more vast resources to buying players and had a more stable team and a stable structure, even with that, a rookie coach in an Italian league, which has been a one-horse race for the last nine years, 
he managed to downgrade the team from the first position to the fourth now. And fourth, as in like it happened, they scrapped through on the last day just because that Napoli couldn't win their last game. What? How would you? How would you actually describe in that way? No, but like if you take uh, the same scenario, Bob, like uh, is he the coach for the coming year for Juventus? No, see that is actually a different thing. Our team is. No, that's what I'm saying. See, no, 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 no. No, listen to me. Our team is in much more disarray even before we started last season. No, no, no. Let me. No. We no, had no, no. player rewards there. We had. No, no, no. That is what I'm saying. Uh, completely uh, Bob. No, that is what I'm trying to say. See, we were blaming Unai Emery for a lot of things. We agree, like, uh, what to say, like, uh, Arteta is a better person when he didn't have Mustafi, when he didn't have Kolasinac. We didn't have any of those guys who were conceding goals for uh, Unai Emery. And we were blaming Unai Emery for that. So, so, Ellen, so, so Ellen, I'll, I'll do a counterpoint there exactly regarding this because I had that point uh, in, in my note, notepad. So let, let me put it this way, right? Like the players that you mentioned, those have been the problem at Arsenal from Wenger's last season, right? It's not just on the pitch a problem. It has been a problem off pitch. These players, especially during, if you remember last season when we were going through the patch, when we were not in a right, right space, Mesut Ozil was tweeting every week, every game day. He was tweeting. He was making the fan base divided. If he can make the fan base that much divided, how do you expect that he has not done anything like that within the dressing room? This is a manager no, me... who has taken that up, who has taken that up, frozen Mesut Ozil, frozen those players, thrown them out of the door, have taken the blame on himself and have thrown all these players out. Right? That second, is something uh, that one... Wenger cannot do. That is something that Unai Emery didn't do. This is a rookie uh, uh, guy who could have given up to the given up to given up to the let pressure. Let me correct it. No, let me correct it here. Mesut Ozil was thrown out by Unai Emery first and not by Arteta. Yeah, but he so, was never no, thrown no, out. What, uh, that is what no, no, the problem he is. He no, was he was thrown not. Out. He was he was thrown out. Arteta was brought in. Arteta brought in uh, Ozil back. Mesut Ozil was stopped playing by Unai Emery. You go and see that last season of him, he was stopped playing by uh, Unai Emery so, and so, that was also a major reason for his sacking. So, let, let me put it this way. Yes, he was frozen out initially by Unai Emery. But then, when the pressure was mounting, Unai Emery brought Ozil back. Unai Emery gave in to the pressure, brought Ozil back and he played a few games before Arteta came in. So, that is the difference. That is the difference. Even when things were going bad, this is a rookie manager who has frozen these people out. Imagine what, how many people no, have let been me, sent uh, out of this uh, team. No, let me say no, 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 that. No, sorry, let me sorry. Say... Ellen, Ellen, just a second. Um, I, think, I think it's fair to say that both, um, both Emery and uh, Arteta didn't have the best of the times or the best of the personnel um, in the club so far. I mean, I can say so far because Arteta is still continuing while Emery's time has been up, unfortunately. Both of them could have brought in, uh, or Emery could have actually done something different had it not been the personal. But what Arteta, um, I mean, how Arteta dealt with it differently from Emery was the fact that he he put a hard stop on all these things. He know that this uh, season probably was going to be in a disarray. And I mean, looking at the things which has happened till December and then after December, maybe that there was there's been a lot of player revolt 
and lots of other discussions which we have spoken about numerous times in the past and that's been one reason which was causing the a lot of uh, you know failures in terms of the team not performing to the levels that they should so overall i feel i think many of at least here we feel that um, arteta did put up breaks to all these things all the nonsense which is happening there and then they shipped them all out together at once uh, and that that's been one change to how emery handled them he, he not just emery uh, not just emery i'm no, saying no. like this is a, this is a issue that has been in arsenal from arsene wenger's days when no, we are, when we were... bubble up during wenger's time it didn't bubble up or wenger yeah, did yeah, it didn't bubble up. but it started during that time imagine the players that have been sent out of the club by hook and crook in the last couple of uh, transfer windows right no, no. socrates kolasinac mustafi uh, this guy uh, mesedozel all the gundusi all these are problematic people in the squad torreira all these are problematic people in the squad whether we have sold them or loaned them or whatever whether that is positive or negative or like whatever be the accounting books they are not in the squad this has not been done by any of the previous managers which was causing a rift in in the in the in the dressing room whether we say yes or no to it but it was causing an issue it was causing so an me, issue let me counter that like you guys only started saying that like arteta was given more power than unai emery or like even uh, wenger for that matter in transfers the final few years of wenger he also didn't have much power so he had the power to send these people back but going back to the same point like whatever you said for ozil like carter didn't play him ozil didn't play any game for arsenal after he started fighting for the pay cut it was a management decision comparing the same apples to apples when the things were going bad we brought in ozil to play under unai emery is your argument Arteta did the same for Mustafi. When there were injuries, when people like Saliba was available, Arteta didn't play Saliba. He played Mustafi, whom we wanted to move out. People like Socrates, everybody, we were able to move out now because we got like more CPs now, and we can easily offload them. Whereas when you know Emery wanted any player, he didn't get that player at all. Oh, so how can he agree. like? Uh, So like uh, not play them like uh, how can he say like I'll go and play with an under twenty no, no, no. guy. Okay. So no, I, Ellen, I completely concur with you on that point that Unai Emery was actually at the wrong time of the club. Um, he was at the wrong time at the wrong place. That he had personal that he didn't want or he didn't have a choice to go to the management and say possibly that I can't play them all because they are all crap or they don't have enough attitude to actually play through the games that that we. Yeah, let's. Uh, I mean, uh, let's put a stop on this discussion because we yeah, would still we would still come back to the same decision discussion about like people man management because I still have that part where we have to talk about Saliba and others. Before that, Arun, you have been awfully quiet. Come on, go ahead what, about. I don't know what we were talking about. <laughs> 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 no, go ahead and like comment on like the uh, you know Arteta the manager. right like one year of arteta the manager as in don't talk about the on field stuff just the off field stuff right like what he has done right okay let what me just done. like try let me yeah let me just try to like draw parallels with how a, a normal organization is run right so in any organization like change is one of the most difficult things for uh, to get people to adapt you know getting traction 
from your employees when you are making changes is one of the most difficult things to do and that's how companies fail now uh, we are talking about uh, an organization here like let's not mince words arsenal is a, is a, is a, is a company right yeah it's it's a business that makes money uh, and, and it's run by profits we're not doing a charity here we're not it's not a passionate group of people running the club it's not that's not the case right given that when we had like a guy running the club for like 26 years uh, and then when he is the one person in charge of everything which means that all the power was actually consolidated with this one person and he leaves it is definitely going to cause chaos and that's what happened uh, i would never agree when people say that unai emery was at the wrong place at the wrong time no he was just at the wrong person at the wrong place i mean for me he was never the right manager um of course i was one of those people who were like happy when we went on the 22 game unbeaten run and i was like also thinking that it's uh, we got the old arsenal back but the cracks did start to appear towards the end of the season right which showed the problem with the club not the manager so coming down to arteta now he's the next employee trying to come in and fix these things now the people that we have higher up have not been able to do anything to facilitate or make things easy for him right and we are trying to judge this guy who's never had any uh, sort of managerial experience before his best managerial jobs are as like assistant manager at city where people even joke that he was pep's corn man but of course he did do a lot of work there but was acknowledged by people and that's one of the reasons why the club probably brought him in if you remember uh, he was also in the running when unai emery was appointed he was one of the people yeah. who was uh, taken to the final rounds the club were impressed with him they went with unai emery because he sort of had a plan which was specific for each player when people tell me that he didn't get the players he wanted he was the one who took the decision to send uh, ozil out too right so you're having all this commotion with the manager and with all that he's had he's i i, I don't think like it was a, a, a an easy time to come in for him you know i would say arteta was at the wrong place at the wrong time more than unai emery because unai emery at least had uh, something for him like you know he presented a plan apparently ramsey was his choice ramsey couldn't continue on he sold ramsey which made no sense he converted torreira to a number 10 amidst all this confusion comes this young new guy who's had no manager in charge so what would you really expect from him like you expect him to change the team overnight you expect him to change things overnight that's not going to happen i'm not saying he's been like uh, flawless he's definitely had a lot of flaws but i find this uh, argument that like you know he came in at a time when everything was fine whereas his predecessor had it all like bad i i would never subscribe or accept that in fact for me with whatever we've done uh he's actually uh taken things a bit better that's what i would say i know it's it doesn't reflect on the table ultimately it's the w and the three points that we keep talking about but if you really think about it we are in terms of how we are being managed in terms of how we being functioning uh it it there is a definite change on the pitch uh in terms of how we approach the games and how we are playing against the big teams mainly so when 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 you know that your manager knows how to set up against the big teams and still play against them it was not like we went to the big teams and were like parking the bus that is for me positive it shows that he knows what he's doing and he just needs the person to take it forward uh, at least that's what i would like to assume but of course if things don't change he'll have to go out yeah i i agree with that it's a, it's the same point as i was making right because uh, unai emery or wenger or whomever right it's not about whether they are right person or wrong person it's about what they made of the situation arsenal yeah. as a club has been in ruins for a lot of times like i like, would go back and say like 
from the time when uh, Kroenke is take over, taken over, right? Yeah. Because it's no longer a football club. It's, it's from the time that uh, being finishing in top four was considered. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. So it's it's not about on pitch. The the Kroenkes or our owners or our management is not mm-hmm. about on pitch performance. They're more more their more focus is on the off pitch things and these managers or whatever we are saying these people are the on pitch people for this are are the people who are the footballing side of the club so so if you really think about it when would we finish invincibles 03 04 and then we won the fa cup uh, 05 uh, and we were we finished second that season to chelsea the yeah. next season we finished fourth by fortune yeah. we were to the champions league final and since then we've been on a downward spiral people conveniently tend to forget all that and just focus on like emery or arteta yeah. but what emery was inheriting was a mess that was brewing like you said it did not yeah. burst the bubble yeah. did not burst definitely e- brewing and even now that. even now the mess continues right that's yes, what exactly. th- this this clean up what yeah. i'm talking about arteta has done is the clean up of the squad clean up of what has happened on the squad still arsenal are a mess from an organizational okay. standpoint can, can, can we can we all agree on this i don't know if it would be the right thing but if we actually talk about the exact same topic if should arteta be there at the end of um 2021 22 season would it be a fair assessment of how or what he has been done um at that point in time because now that most of see we can't be clearing it the entire mess right but at least 70% i say is been cleared and more looks to be cleared now with, with some of them getting potentially may get told or or the course of the summer so maybe if we have the same discussion at the end of the current season or the season to come would it be a fair assessment of arteta and just definitely yeah. definitely yeah, like okay. for, for, i think for... i think that's actually that that would be the most yes fair thing to do because it's probably too early and we we've spoken about quite in depth in terms of what the issues are and then what how it's been going along or how it's been evolving so yeah let's yeah, for, that and then possibly we'll, we'll talk yeah we'll, we we will move on to the next topic especially like uh, uh, because we have talked in detail about about the arsenal side of it or the club side of our man manager or manager side of it let, let me go back to ellen ellen uh, about the man management side of it i know you have a lot of concerns about the man management side of our data i mean all of us do all of us do especially when you consider we we have had the issue with like where he has been choosing billion over pepe where he has uh, where he has not went ahead and chosen like a left back cedric to play the left back on a very important day right on a very important leg or uh, where he had constantly looked past saliba in his in his way whether whether we can agree or disagree on whether saliba is good or not we we don't know because we have not seen saliba right these are the man management side of it where uh, we have had players we we have had reports of players being coming together or like when we heard that uh, who who are those the brazilian play players like uh, villian and luis went to edu regarding arteta and all these things right so man management side of it walk me through what do you think of arteta the man manager Okay. Uh, I'll go into two aspects. The first aspect, right? Like when Arteta came in, he said like he's going to discipline the players. Mm-hmm. Like Gundogan, who used to play really well under Emery, like Arteta didn't want him. I'm okay with that because he wanted to bring a discipline. Mm-hmm. But what happened to that? Like uh, when uh, 
billion didn't inform anybody went to dubai and came back that to during a covid pandemic time he did that and he was allowed to play for the team yeah see if arteta was stubborn there right i would have agreed like uh, he is like trying to bring a cultural change but what happened there was like arteta didn't have control on few players that is what i was able to get it players who have played along with him or like during that period is what i felt because those are the players i found like as as an issue kind of thing mm-hmm. and then if you see right like uh, regarding saliba not playing or regarding like william cantwell we have talked a lot see but again where it comes again i come back here is like when the team was having injury mustafi was allowed to play like when he clearly knows he is going to ship off mustafi so why do he has to play him instead of saliba see Saliba might be a bad player, but for that one single match, like it is not going to have a big impact. Or Saliba could have played in like some uh, lower level Carling Cup or like any other tournament where the level of uh, it is more like your under 21 games. He wouldn't have lost anything there. Like see, Saliba may be a good player or a bad player, but Arteta didn't give him a chance itself. Mm-hmm. See, people always come back and say like he used like 11.3 percentage of like people or like youngsters take out Saka and ESR from the team. that percentage will come into a very lower level he didn't trust any of the youngsters see we can say martinelli was injury free not injury free and everything but when the team needed a goal and martinelli is a kind of person who can give you the goal he didn't give him a chance let me stop let me stop you there Aaron. let me stop you there Aaron. how many times have you seen martinelli giving goals what are the sentences how how come see, all of you guys no 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 how come I, i don't understand this one point about martinelli i definitely want to bring this up how no, come no, 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 all no. of you guys think that he's the next rockstar yes he's got no 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 arun uh, like let me kindly you like i'm not saying martinelli is like a ronaldo or a messi i'm saying out of the people whom we have like instead of a billion you can send martinelli who is more attacking than a billion when yes, you sure. wanted a goal ellen let's compare the samples as you No, 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 I'm not saying the sample size that Martinelli is great. I'm also saying the sample size when, like, he has given chance to a person like Billion continuously who has failed a lot of times. Yes, there has to be Reese Nelson or a Martinelli who has like uh, at least can give you a different uh, viewpoint. Like, I, I agree with about, you. Like, I'm not asking him to start Martinelli. I'm not asking him to play Martinelli regularly. I'm saying when we are a goal down, like we need a goal back. If you take Billion, like I'm saying about the last few months of the season, not at the beginning also. when like we needed a goal like martinelli is an attacking person like that is what his role is also in the team he has played as a center forward for us like for few of the games so why can't you try with him instead of a billion that's Alan, what you... my argument is i'm not yeah. arguing that martinelli is the changer or i'm not arguing martinelli is the person he has to trust on martinelli will take its own time but like for the situations also he was not played it's the same thing and it's the same thing that i want to counter and agree with the point that when you want something a clutch player in a crunch situation would you go for an 18 year old rookie who has had glimpses who shown glimpses of potential he had a great goal against chelsea no denying that he scored the equalizer it was all great i agreed with all of that but would you go for an 18 or a 19 year old who's injury prone has not had a great season not done anything or even if your older player is injury or is has not had a good season good season just based on reputation would you go for for him or for the 18 year old that's a simple game yeah, that the manager no, no. again i'm saying for villian like he has given n number of chances like it's not like say after the first game of the season villian didn't show anything for the entire year and like see uh, that is what i'm saying even the previous matches he had given him chance and martinelli the previous match has at least like helped you with a goal or an assist i'm not again asking him to start or anything like even based on the current form the other player was little better 
Mm. That is what my argument yeah, is. And I like mean, Saliba's uh, case, mm-hmm. he was not even given a chance here. He went to like see, he played along with uh, Fofana uh, the previous season, and like he was I, considered better than Fofana. No, Fofana was doing good here. No, no, no. Oh. Leave the case of Fofana. Saliba went to that league like uh, in January, and like uh, by the end of the year, he was part of like uh, probables for the team of the like uh, player of the season. Just playing like half a season there. See, the way is like for me. I'm not saying he's like he will not be doing good year. He might be completely bad year, but he was not even given a chance to prove that year, even against lower opposition. He still not left the club. He'll get his chance. I mean, I don't understand. We paid 30 billion for a 19-year-old, not expecting to start right away. It's a investment for the no, future. No, but how did it work? No, how did it work? You said like you needed that player. Like he was supposed to play a cup final there. You said no, no, no. We need you to play here immediately. We want you to come here. You should not play that uh, cup final. We brought him like that, and we didn't even give him a single chance. See, that's the issue for me. Like, uh, if we are like thinking for a long time, we would have allowed him to play that cup final. We didn't do that, and it is not only that case. Like, you take Nelson for example. He was like completely outshined. ESR like I because of like Nelson. COVID and Williams uh, case. No, I'm saying it's a combination. You take any youngsters in the team. They were all like uh, out except for ESR and Saka. Saka, you cannot drop him if Saka was dropped. Arteta would have been fired immediately because of people's uh, backlash. So Saka played ESR because of an accident. He played. COVID got and like lot of people got injured and he didn't have an option and we had to play ESR. And since it clicked and like uh, there was no other option after that, ESR was continuously played. So other than Saka and ESR, like uh, none of the youngsters was getting chance for uh, Arteta. You you have to you have to sort of agree to that, uh, Arun. I, I, I do. I mean, like I, I can I can counter that like this too. A million wasn't working. If ESR hadn't played yeah, that see. game, he would have played three games later, right? It's not like ESR was not going to play. I agree to the Nelson criticism. Yes, for me, Nelson he should be playing. But for Fana, I mean, like Saliba and Martinelli, I I, I really wouldn't agree. I mean, like see, I I don't know. Fana is a very sorry. Um, Saliba is a very, very, very curious case, right? You know, none of us would have really thought that he would not be even playing a game for us this season because there were comparisons of Tony Adams all along um, when when he actually uh, came into the club. That was by that was by Arsenal club Arsenal fans. No, no, see, I see, I agree on that, but many of them couldn't be. I mean, based on how, what he's been doing back there again in Nice, um, once we once he left there in Jan. Um, he still stored, showed glimpses of. He was able to do put man of the match performances from his first game back there. Um, Arun, that is six months without playing, so he still had the skills of what he could do. I don't know why he was actually overlooked, and looks like the way that things are turning around for the summer, we might be pushing him to sign Ben White, which might most likely happen. So, which means that his chances of featuring again next season are going to be almost slim. Or there might be even chances that you will get sold um, to generate more funds. So, so I have a, I have a I have a actual theory on this uh, on Saliba not playing. I know this is going to sound like a Arteta stand, but I'm going to try and justify it because that's that's what we do, right? <laughs> so um, so Saliba, from the looks of it, is a deep defender, right? Like we already have deep defenders, as in people who like the game to be in our halves right if you consider if you consider the way we are playing we are playing a lot of our game even now in our own halves right our defenders are in our own halves as deep as we can that's how uh, even in possession 
that's not how a city or a liverpool or any of the leading clubs play in possession we would like our defenders to be front footed that is closer to the half line right saliba is a defender who is like who, who like rob holding who like david lewis likes to play deeper they want the game to be in front of them arteta doesn't want those kind of defenders or doesn't want more of those kind of defenders he would want someone who would be front footed that is why he went and got gabriel gabriel is a front footed defender if you consider mari mari is a front footed defender these are signings by arteta he wants defenders who would be able to progress the ball who would play further up the pitch and saliba is not that kind of a defender and that is the reason i think saliba didn't get a chance to be part of the arsenal squad but i do agree for, on elen that not giving even even one game to him is wrong but i'm saying that that is that does not mean that it is a personal or it's it's not a personal choice like it's not like i hate saliba and that's why he's not playing i think it's more that my style saliba cannot play saliba is not no. proving that he cannot play my style yes, or um, what i Ellen. want in the center back position right Ellen, one more one more point to that saliba was more um, um, um mislintat and an emery signing um than a not an attata signing true very yeah. true no no see i uh, like see again i'm saying like see for me not playing saliba is not at all an issue my concern here is like it's a pattern i'm seeing with everybody like every youngster we have except for saka and yesar and like we know why we were playing sorry, man. it's a pattern i'm, I'm seeing say, nelson and um vilak even for that aspect you know vilak has been scoring goals for newcastle because they don't really have anything to win or anything to lose they've been in mid table and all their intention is to actually try and get past relegation season after season and so they don't really have any other personnel to do that and then emery i mean um vilak has been fighting that but they are not to the level of yeah i think uh, i think that's a that's a fair assessment right like i mean i get ellen's point it looks like a pattern on the surface but i think like if you take out the hype around saliba and martinelli if you consider say nketia are we questioning nketia time no we are not no. because we gave him a chance and he didn't prove right uh, we would not question that are we questioning like we should amen we, amen. amen no, no we no, are no. not Right? No, no. Let so, me put it like say I'm also not questioning why Balogun is giving or uh, not giving a yeah, chance yeah. because entire fan base want Balogun, but I don't question him also yeah, like yeah. why he was not given because like Balogun will get a chance later uh, for the people we have right. Nikita should be given more chance than Balogun. Like even though people can argue others, like so my argument is not like a, a biased argument too. Uh, speaking on the same uh, thing like whatever we discussed about Saliba, there is one other point which I want to highlight. clarity to the people like or the players like uh, this was seen at various times by various players for example like saliba even now right like he doesn't know why he was not played at all or like if i take billion right after like few weeks of playing like say 6 to 7 weeks time i'm not saying a shorter duration like he came back and said like he is confused what arteta wants from him these are some examples i'm saying i'm seeing this as like a common pattern again but again this might be due to inexperience of arteta i'm not blaming him but that is something like that has happened this season also yeah that is true uh, but but again like i said right it is it is just the way how we are seeing things and as long as arsenal is forward that's all we wanted uh, let let me move on to the next one actually 
which is on the pitch stuff because we have been talking about players and stuff low so let's 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 see what the on the pitch stuff has been about arteta right uh, arun i'll start with you because uh, you know um, let, let's start with the thing as formations arteta when he came in he had this 4231 he started with 4231 and then he moved to a back 3 he persisted with the back 3 until it didn't work and then he moved to a 4231 and in some media he is saying like he would prefer a 433 uh so what do you see as is this like is the formation a big deal is this showing arteta as is growing towards something or is it like just us fans who are seeing this as formation and stuff and for for managers it doesn't matter what the formation is or should arsenal be ready to have multiple formations that they could form it it all comes down to the kind of football that you want to play right <laughs> there's only certain kinds of football that you could play if you're playing a back three if you're playing literally a back five you're not going to be playing the expensive eye catching football unless like your 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 manager is someone like conte who can figure shit out you're not going to be playing like fun football you're going to be playing a certain level of football that is not pleasing on the eyes plus that was essential at that point in time because like everyone keeps saying Uh, our first in games we did we did play like the back three but then we did not have anyone to actually create chances we were relying on Danny Sabayos uh, and 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 uh, ESR we can say all that we want about him but his uh, uh, record his injury record and his loan spells did not say anything like about the kind of player that he was going to become right of course he was rated highly at Hoffenheim but it never I don't know Hoffenheim or uh, Leipzig Leipzig yeah. he was rated highly at leipzig but it never showed us anything about the kind of player that he was going to become right so given the, all that with all that he had he had to play a 343 and only when we were like you said it didn't work out we were pushed to the brink uh, then he had to change to a 4231 for me if you think about it even when we were actually playing with a 34343 uh, or 3421 whatever it was uh, we always switched to a four a back four we were switching to a back four when we like how we played on the ball off the ball so the idea was always there to get like the four at the back and continue the ball progression from the back and that if it's it's more about like the kind of play rather than uh, the formation arteta wants to play out from the back uh, get like all the passes going forward so we build as a team we defend as a team and we attack as a team right so um, when he's trying to do that uh, whether it's 343 or 4231 it wouldn't matter as long as the manager knows what he's about to do so for me formations were not really a big thing it was the personnel that made all the changes it was not the formation according to me even if we were going but we did play like with the back three uh, um when when emery was there as well right we were playing like with the back three we were playing with the back four we were having two at the top when no other team big team usually plays two at the top so formation really doesn't matter as long as the manager gets the shit right and knows like how he can going to be setting up the players on and off the ball so i wouldn't really like uh, put a lot of emphasis on that uh, if you were asking me about formation yeah okay but uh, bob uh, if not for the formation right if not for the formation how are we going to figure out what arteta is trying to do on pitch right we see we hear things about like this five channel build up we see things about like building up from the back we see we we saw arteta coming up with this uh, crossing is a numbers game so what is arteta's pattern of play what is arteta's style of play if we are don't going by formation what are we going to go by i think uh, it's a very honest question i i want to know i mean before we would like to know what is he trying to do on the pitch 
um, I would like to know whether we understand what he is trying to do with the players that we have at Because as, as what Arun said, right? You know, he started off with the four-two-three-one formation, most preferred formation. But then I think with the personnel that we had, he didn't have much output in terms of um, what he was trying to do or what the team was trying to do on the on the pitch when when they were asked to play in a certain position in a certain way. So in the end, I don't think it really worked out. And this would be one curious case to look at to see. I mean, so far we've seen him play or we've seen him manage for almost one year and six months now. But we don't have a sort of a blueprint or a preferred way that he actually likes to play. I mean, he says he wants to play attacking football, but but when you look at games, like especially the second leg against Villarreal and all those sort of things, he was more happy to let the stay let the team play without the ball and then, you know, stay back like a team defending a six-goal lead or something. So, we don't really have a clear picture in terms of what is he trying to do and what that he wants to bring out of this team. I don't know if it is due to the lack of personnel or lack of his manager experience or bit of both. But, but um, yeah, uh, I, I can't really find any, um, um, you know, a philosophy that he's trying to instill in this team. Hmm. Interesting. Even I had the same question, but but also how much of this, all this, like, uh, you know, uh, not knowing a pattern or not knowing the style is implemented or, or, or influenced by the year that we have been having, right? COVID has changed a lot of stuff. Uh, Awa has gone through one of the worst years personally and professionally, right? And we have had players missing at the wrong times. We shouldn't have rushed for example, uh, Thomas Partey against Tottenham. We shouldn't have rushed him. If he had not played that game, he would have played, he would have recovered and he would have played at least a couple of games or maybe our, our ideas would have changed. Right, Ellen? So, my, my, my thing is like, how much of this, like, like for example, Fulham could never come to Emirates and go away with a 1-0 victory or, or a 0-1 victory, right? If the crowd was there. How much of all this uncertainty is because of the year that we have been having or how much of it do you think is Arteta himself? Because I see, like, like for example, for me, when I saw the last game of the season, we had crowds in and the game was free-flowing. It was really fun game, right? So, is that Arteta's team or is this, is this something that I'm making this up? No, like, uh, if you ask me, right, like the last game is again, like, where we had nothing to lose. Yeah. So the players are, like, all, like, like so let us not consider that. See, the crowds were not during the restart period also. Anateta was able to do, make the team, uh, teams to do better. No, but still like, again, during that period... Like United and Arsenal were the only two clubs like, who has to do well last season. Yeah, yeah, but, but again, that is from a points perspective, right? What I'm asking is from a style perspective, right? From a gameplay no, no, perspective. No, no, that is what I'm going to say. No, that is what I'm going to say. Yeah, that is what I'm going to say. Like, see... Uh, I'm not blaming Arteta completely here, but like he has to take the majority of the blame, according to my opinion. See, the reason is any coach, right, for that matter, or any player, like uh, will uh, try to find the strength of his uh, player and he'll try to adapt for that. See, Arteta generally is ready to adapt to any formation or is ready to change. In that case, right, he has to find the one like where we will be using the maximum capability of our people. See, Auba is not a player who's going to score headers. He's not like a player who wins 
balls. Like he's not a zero for that matter. We were continuously having crosses for like three, four games. Like uh, and he was saying like uh, some mathematical reasons also for that. Like saying that it will work. See, such kind of things, right, are like blunders from him. I don't know why he did that. Like and many times, right, even like the Villarreal game where he played false nine. Pepe would have been a better choice at false nine rather than an ESR. Like uh, who's not like a striker on his own. Like uh, see, there were things like that. Like so. I have a feeling sometimes he overcomplicates strategy, and because of that, right, he fails very bad. Like uh, sometimes simple strategy will work out, uh, but with Arteta, right, many times I've seen like he is over uh, strategizing, and that is also a reason I feel like the players are not comfortable because the players are. It's the same thing like which happened with Emery. Emery was like changing strategy every game in and game out, and like uh, that was like the thing that went to his downfall. Arteta is doing the same. Even if you take CB pairing, right, like they will be continuously rotated. For no reason, like uh, see, you cannot say like by end of the season, Arteta doesn't know who is their best CB pair. Sometimes injury played the part, but even when there are no injuries, it is like he was continuously changing it. So I think he like overthinks the strategy and like makes a lot of mistakes because of that. But do you think there is going to be a change, or because after December he stuck to the formation? He, I mean, apart from the Villarreal game, apart from a couple of games which went bad. or some cases like chelsea where it worked uh, he has stuck to a pattern right not just the formation wise like some of the players he he plucked some in and out of course we had problems with center back pairing but we also had like sustained periods where like chambers was given a run we know tierney is uh, left uh, left left back for us we made uh, you know we made the front three like oba being in the center so do you see progress i mean we have seen some negatives in arteta in the in the way where he overthinks certain games or certain things but in a in a longer term in a league perspective we don't care if we if he overthinks in like when we go to old trafford and loses because we would always we, there is a very high probability that we will lose at old trafford right i don't care if he overthinks that game i don't care if he overthinks a city game right i don't care we can lose that game it's fine for me the more concern is the games that he should be winning like our home games like our away games against the lesser oppositions right do you think there is a uh, there is a pattern of because for me i feel there is a pattern of uh, you know becoming better in those games so i want to know whether you think that way see uh, even though like i'm an arch critic like in our pod at least like of arteta i'll give one credit to him for like how he made pepe to start Focusing or like there's a big change in Pepe. If you see right, like uh, earlier he doesn't defend much. Earlier it will be like see again it could be because of like uh, Chambers playing like uh, as an inverted winger which is helping him. But again that was a decision which Arteta took like to drop Bellerin and take uh, make uh, Chambers to play. So for Pepe's case right, like if I take in an isolation, I'll give a lot of credit to Arteta. Like that right, there are areas where like uh, I'm seeing like improvements even in the overall gameplay and everything. But there are areas also till now like he's like over complicating also like he has to find a balance which at the moment is not there. But I won't say like uh, as I said like this is might be an inexperience issue. So with one year of experience, maybe that could improve in the coming season. Okay, let's uh, let's put a pin on this one because we have been going at it for a long time. Uh, so what do you guys say to what to look forward in the next season or like? what what to you know uh, be wary of i'll start with you bob so uh, what to look forward or what to be wary of of arteta 
in the next season so i think what what to be look what to be looking forward to is um, with all these names which have been linked and then the potential watches that we <laughs> <laughs> um the watches uh, of arsenal has always been there from 170 uh, so, million to whatever <laughs> no but bsc doesn't have money to compete with us <laughs> and neither do madrid <laughs> so i think um if if we if we there is there is a process which we have already started um, last season with clearing some of these dead woods and then more to go uh, um coming summer so if we manage to clear out the players is not potentially suited for his team or is not going to be of any value to us it it's time to actually chop them all off and then you know get some useful personnel to move in but then again again like many of us have pointed out it is just that we we have to hope that all these formations and all this strategy clicks against opposition and then you know we start grinding out results that we should nobody could surely say that arteta with these personnel is going to take the team to the top because he is not shown any glimpses of such a thing we just have to hope that you know we won't be we won't be finishing similar to what we did last year you know maybe due to so many reasons with um, with player revolts and not personal being there and all those sort of things injuries as well you know this this synonymous um we just have hope that you know all the signings work in our favor and then we manage to put a decent enough team which can actually trouble the opposition in every game consistently um at least to the levels of top four that's what i could we could look out for uh, whether or whether or not it's going to happen don't know maybe as a fallback i could still um, i could think that zidane is still available um, <laughs> <laughs> no 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 after france lost yesterday like you go to be the france national coach yeah so that could as well happen but deshaun was a as a big contact so happy so yeah anything could happen we don't know so ellen uh, being the art attack critic you are so go ahead what do you think we should be looking forward to in the next season and what we should be like keeping an eye out not worried okay. but uh, keeping an eye out okay like see let me before going to that right let me say about our current season like the 10th place position right is actually our team's capability last two seasons like because of how was uh, more than like goal scoring prowess like is uh, you were overshooted as xt by long margin and that is why like we were in a good position or else it will be the same case even the last two seasons so i won't blame arteta for that but definitely like in the coming season i want a clear strategy from him i don't get it at the moment so the first 10 15 games right like i want to see like what he wants to do with the team if he's still going to continue the same way right though i don't want to say this being an arsenal fan like i don't want to be a chelsea or a united kind of thing we should fire him like if he doesn't show i'm not saying like position and table or anything because next year there's no europe there is nothing he can just concentrate on the league and like he can plan whatever he wants to do even if he fails like whatever be the position i'm okay with it but like i should see some intent as well as like some clear strategy or a path forward from him that's okay. what i expect from him that's that's one point which i too can agree with you and i think december would be the time um, that we have to look at what he's been doing or what he has actually done half a season is quite a good time because he, as he said there is no distraction of europe so possibly that could give us a good idea in terms of what is he trying to do if at all it's working okay yes 
Okay, Arun, go ahead. I have all. I have always been someone who says that any new manager needs to be given at least three transfer windows. Uh, he needs three transfer windows to actually fully uh, put a sprint on the team, and then whatever he performs after that, he should be judged after. That's why I'm totally against judging Arteta. That's why I said let's review him. But judging Arteta is not something that we should be doing within the first time. Now that in the summer he'll be getting uh, uh, his his players, hopefully, you know. uh like the watches the famous transfer watches that uh, we've been talking about uh is something that i believe would probably help him get the players he wants implement the system that he wants to and then uh probably see if it would be uh you know like it would work in his favor in any way uh but the thing is we love the club more than the manager or the players right the manager and the players are just moving parts of this big company called arsenal and we can always replace these guys it's the club that we cannot replace so keeping the club's interest in mind i would definitely like ellen said uh, he doesn't have any distractions we do not have to really think about traveling the maximum traveling that we probably be doing is up north to manchester or liverpool and that's it you know so given all this he doesn't have a lot of uh, distractions and if he does get a few even if he gets like uh, because the, the players that we are being linked to are all his choices right now that that has to be the case right ben white is probably his choice i honestly never heard of ben white before so i'm not <laughs> going to be the one of those guys who's going to change arsenal for whatever all that uh, but i i i really hope this works out you know because he seems to have a plan and the players that we are being linked to also seem to be uh, be being done with, while keeping our financial constraints in mind we are not all being linked to 50 60 million players Uh, ben White is 50, but that's how much you play for an English centre back nowadays, right? All the other guys we've been linked to, Lokonga, um, Sabitzer, oh, no, no. Uh, Sabitzer, yeah, they're all like Madison. expensive. <laughs> Madison, is, if you want to believe that, you can go on believing that Madison is. No, but like if it's 60 or 70 million for Madison, we are signing. I won't blame. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. He's English and he's good, but the rest of these yeah. guys are all like you know, a small budget signing, which seems like. it's it's the profile of the player rather than the reputation of the player that we are going for which is like which seems good in many ways given what we are actually competing for so i would uh, like bob said probably till december let's see like if once he has it he will still have like half of the season to implement what he wants to and it's not like the first time that he's playing with these guys either he's played with the core group of players that we've identified he's identified for one full season so it's all about like making sure that the dots synchronizes well and he gets an output if he's able to do that within december we'll know that we'll know on the pitch the results uh, we have not been bad against the big team like you said it's the smaller teams that we need to like be taking three points uh, from both home and away so by december given the half season that he's at if he doesn't still produce the results and of course we love the club more than arteta he's got great hair but doesn't give him like a free pass at arsenal right so uh, obviously after that point if december by december we do not see any changes uh he would have to go uh, i mean that's that's how long like i think being rational we can wait the thing that i am probably looking forward is like finally seeing the implementation on the pitch of something beautiful happening playing out from the back and going to the front we saw glimpses of it the united game that we played was fantastic uh, you know the leicester game was fantastic so i would like to see that coming to fruition uh, what i would be wary of is um, like ellen said the overthinking part probably that he got from pep the dna of uh, you know like he keeps overthinking and he, and he sometimes like yeah we can talk all we want about like playing esr as a number 9 that's not something that i would like to see next season so so that those are the kind of thing like in terms of like you have 
two teams if the result doesn't matter if the players are like top notch that happens only to team a and team b being top notch players happens only at city uh, we are a budget bin city <laughs> i think that's what <laughs> budget city <laughs> I, i think i think like that's what he's trying to do like kind of bring up the same level of football but with players who have the potential and are not necessarily superstars yet, you know so if if it does happen comes to fruition i'd be happy but i would be very wary of his overthinking very very like the rotation that he does sometimes makes no sense of course we need to get a glimpse of that in uh, pre season arun because the, we are we are actually playing some really good teams inter um, yeah. chelsea tottenham so um, and Rangers none of the well. none of the main team players would come up they'll all be taking rest it probably auba would be the only big player coming lacazette is not in france because of hero yeah because of euros and the olympics all these no, no, guys much participation anyway um we except for jaka who's probably not going to be around at the time saka shaka and uh, i think uh, saka shaka leno. leno also went for the thing no leno yeah no so yeah so we don't have much but we have at least three or four um but but uh, that should be a good i don't know if it, it could be judgmental of anything but but at least it would give a good um idea of what what's going to come Yeah, but, but I, yeah. I would say like pre-season, pre-season is more for the manager than for us fans. You know, like we can only see and say so much, but it's more for the manager to see like how these new guys are integrating. Well, we he'll be able to judge it much better than what we can based on ninety minutes, right? So, uh, I wouldn't put too much thought into pre-season. Pre-season, I just see it as an opportunity for Arteta to 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 sort of implement what he wants to and have these players integrated. So, yeah, the the thing that I would be very wary of is like some rotations that. sometimes make no sense in, in clutch games you know that such a thing that i be very very off but apart from that i'm really looking forward to some good football and no distraction yeah so for me i think uh, i have a i have a i i like wh- what i'm seeing in arteta at least in the later stages of the thing apart from the Vila- villarreal game and the overthinking games so i hope that it is a it is a step forward and not something that like that is going to be imp- impedimented so my hope for arteta is to be a long long serving manager which is which is kind of like which is not happening in uh, in the recent years right like there are no long serving managers anywhere in the world so i would want it's, that to come prob- because everything is measured on success vijay yeah prob- plus plus like rich owners rich owners want instant success Yes. Uh, if you are considering by that arteta would stay here for long because our owners are not concerned about it <laughs> so going to have a long <laughs> no i'm i'm i mean this is kind of a wish than a hope for me like i would want a long serving manager in my club i would want players to retire in my club so that is the very part of it like where we know saka is special we know uh, you know esr is special we know martinelli might be special so these are special players these are special kids who are on the brink of something special and if we are not providing the success on the pitch for them uh in the next season or so they would they would happily go to places where they could get those success i don't want that to happen i want especially uh, not just for arsenal's sake but for you know we have not had that uh, group of youngsters coming through and uh, bringing in success to the club you know having the arsenal dna in them or you know kissing the badge not for the sake of uh, getting instagram likes kissing the badge because they feel that they are arsenal 
that is what i want to see the next season i want arsenal to be arsenal next season not not players who are here for the money not players who are here for the you know uh, glory or the instagram following or whatever i don't want that i want an arsenal that is arsenal i want the players to feel that i want the fans to feel that i want us to feel that on the pitch right that these players are giving their all on the pitch for my team no matter if they win or lose or whatever right i want them to play like that so that is what i want from the next season that is what i want arteta to do to this club i want this club to get back to this spot we have beaten a lot out of arteta today thank you guys so much <laughs> hopefully we have had enough of uh, you know this discussion and it's not a, it's not a judgment on arteta this is a review as arun said so it's it's good thank you guys for joining in hopefully we'll speak the next couple of days bye bye and that is the end of the pod for more arsenal related content please like subscribe and share to the awake owners podcast see you next week Oh no! Oh!